what the fuck's up? Wow. <laughs> Put your hands together for the Enough Podcast. Probably the most intense start to any podcast that's ever happened on Earth. Hey team, welcome to Enough. The only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. We are the tur- We are the Turkey Boys, Ryan Agner and myself, Scott Sweeney. How do you do? Hanging in, hoops. We are live from Marwen tonight. The uh, uh. fiction. Yeah. We're going to get into it later. Holy shit. Hank loved it. It was a whole deal. What a Thanksgiving feast that movie was. That was a... Uh, what is this intense song we're starting to this evening? This is The Hive by Cloud. Wow. With a K. We're trying to pump the fans up for this uh, high wire act we're about to perform Friday for night. Yes. We're here. Yes. You're all out doing things, living life. Yeah, what's like, up with that? Like Friday night stuff, whatever that. Friday night. Yes. I love it. Take a stand. <laughs> Take a stand. I wanted to open to the American Gladiators theme song, but uh, Hank wasn't feeling it and has, has never even heard of American Gladiators, which kind of shocked me. What do you have to say for yourself? I uh, had to kill that. It was starting Dope. to give me anxiety. Yeah, I, yeah, that was intense. It was a lot. I don't think we can use that one again. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I Not that I've never heard of American Gladiators. That's a funnier way of putting it, but yeah. I've... Theme song's like... Wasn't a fan. Uh, yeah, I wasn't a fan. It's, you know, the fun show back in the day where they'd have, like, these muscle heads go through these mazes of fun stuff. There was, like, a, a Gatling gun that shot tennis balls. It was, like, Guts before Guts. It was very fun. Guts before Guts. Yes. Mike O'Malley? The I Craig? Remember how many uh, different offshoots he had of the Mike O'Malley show? Yes. And they just kept giving him chance after chance after chance? Yeah, he was one of those guys for a while. Where we're like, why, they're like, why isn't Mike O'Malley hitting? What's going on, everybody? Uh, what's up, Hoops? But yeah, let's, uh, let's open Hire up. me, Hoops. Let's open up the old mailbag. Do we have any emails this week? Uh, no emails, but I believe we had some inter- uh, Instagram correspondence, if I'm not mistaken. We did... Uh, I put out a thing. Superfans Sean and Stern reached oh. out. Sean says, I need some hose, which you're providing. Ho, 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 buddy. Just, yeah. We and some it. Stallone talk. He wants us to talk about Stallone on tonight's program. And Rambo Last Blood does come out today. It's a big Stallone weekend. I don't think we're going to... S- I'll see it eventually. I'll see it, yeah. I'm in no rush to see it. The reviews are not kind, but... You can't trust uh, reviews for a movie like Rambo. No. no. But I'll see it. My only hope is it's so over the top and stupid that it's funny. That's the only way, you know, a new Rambo could be strong. I'm sure it's, like, for what it is, I'm sure it's fine. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Rambo last dud. <clears throat> and uh, Stern says, when can I be on the show? He wants in. Stern wants in. Okay. Stern, uh, if you want to do a power update at some point be my guest yeah so prepare that for next week join us for a feature we'll talk about whatever i'm not the only person alive who watches power (laughs) just as a heads up there (laughs) are some fans this is news to me i had no idea that there was anybody else but yeah maybe we'll have a a surprise guest on uh on the show our our new segment impromptu guest where uh most shows have guests on like or people call in but we can't get anyone to call in so (laughs) we call people 
and blindside them into uh, being on the show. Put and them on the spot. Or I just like bring it up enough times that people eventually get sick of the, co- of the, like, the entire cost concept. Yeah. You can't talk tonight. Great time to do a podcast. <laughs> He's back. But yeah, maybe we'll call someone we'll have fun. But let's get right into the news first and foremost. NBC has announced that their new streaming platform will be called Peacock. I don't know why that irked me. I oh, read yeah, that sorry. too. I didn't like that one bit. Might as well call it Turkey. Am I right? He loved, <laughs> he loved it. But yeah, they're rolling out all their, you know, their classics, the sitcoms from back in the day that people are still watching, and uh, no co- thanks. A couple new originals. Listen to these originals. They're bringing back Punky Brewster. All right, all right. They're bringing back Saved by the Bell with uh, I think they've only wrangled Mario Lopez and uh, the chick who played Jesse so far from the original cast. Lark Voorhees just getting hacked to pieces <laughs> on, the, on the operating table. Lark is a holdout. She probably won't be involved. And I, I think Screech got canceled. I think Mr. Belding might have got canceled, too. Yeah, I think Belding and Screech both got me too And Mark Paul Gosler thinks he's too cool. To you could look at something. Screech and it just... You can see the rape in his eyes. Like you can <laughs> see the, you know, the... Uh, the evil deeds that he's done over the past 20 years of slowly slipping through the grasps of relevance. Yeah, it's all in there. You don't play... get, like, two small bit parts as Screech after the fact? I don't even think he got those. Like that scene (laughs) in Made where Vince Vaughn and Jon Favreau are in line Mm. and Dustin Mm. Diamond gets up to the front of the line and they let him in and then Vince goes, you just let Screech in the fucking club? Yeah. And that's really (laughs) all I can think of. I mean... I don't know why Screech is here. Um, Norman yeah. Lear became the oldest person to ever win an Emmy at 97. What did he win for? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that he was 97. He, that is very old. He's someone I don't know a lot about. But I pe- don't either. That's but a I, name you hear a lot, and people respect him for whatever he does, whatever that may be. I'm sure he's crushing it. it was, but yeah, the other show, they're yeah, also he's, doing... He's b- won a lot of things over the years. Wow. Has he, what has he got? Tell me about Norman. He's all in the family. He won a bunch of times in the 70s. Oh. And I guess they haven't updated it. Yeah, see, he became... He he broke an Emmy record. Mm. He bumped out... I don't know if it was like Christopher Plummer or who, but... Bad so, example. He's not that. I don't think Christopher Plummer's in his 90s yet. Yeah. I was laughing. There was a, a Peaky Blinders he won festival. For, oh, he beat Sorry. David Attenborough, who won for narrating... Our planet. This ah. is all super boring. Go ahead. Yeah. Peaky Blinders <laughs> sucks too, so like we're, we're on fire. Narration stuff. But yeah, there's a Peaky Blinders festival that happens in England, which Let me is guess. like. They dress up. I had no idea the show was that popular. And it's like. I was imagining like people on ecstasy wearing berets and scally caps, like listening to cheeky British music. Like, what's even going on at this Peaky Blinders festival? It sounds insane. Yeah, I'm out. He's not feeling it. And speaking of uh, rock shows, Hugh Jackman is playing the Boston Garden in a couple of days. We should probably go get some scalp tickets to that show. (laughs) Just so we can uh, have a laugh and then report to the fans about... I walk out of a lot of things. That would be a definite walkout from me. (laughs) I mean, it'd be tough to walk in. It'd be insane. Imagine that crew. Yeah. What is it, older women? I was imagining, yeah, like a seasoned ladies kind of crowd who are like fanning themselves at the sight of Hugh and his crooning. But it's insane that he does this and he's going on tour. I was thinking it'd be a good idea for Jeremy Renner to join him on tour 
and they could have like a powerful double bill of superheroes turned crooners. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm joking, but I also think it's a good idea, and they probably should have teamed up. It's a great idea. Yeah. Lee. <laughs> um, Pete Davidson has done it again. Uh, and he's has now he? dating Margaret Qualley from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, who's another super babe. Yeah. And enough I, with him scooping up every babe on earth. Yeah, at this point, I don't understand what's what he's doing to deserve all these women. I mean, I don't. It's maybe it's because his father's dead or something. But at this point, I think wow. I'd let you know Big Ant get crushed in a building to get the caliber of ladies that Pete Davidson's pulling down. <laughs> Shocking. <sighs> that was funnier when I wrote it. Mm. Sorry, Dad. I love you. I have a <laughs> girlfriend. The joke's dead. Um, breaking the fourth wall is funnier than that joke. Um, Gronk. I just wrote down Gronk. <laughs> I think I was... This is honestly... I think I was looking at a People magazine, and there was just this stock photo of Gronk with his shirt off, wearing jeans, flexing. Like, hey, I just was like somewhere where... Like, it's not like he's taking his yeah. shirt off at the beach. He's taking his shirt off places that he has jeans on, like inside, and he's just standing yeah. there like, look at my abs, I'm so tall. Anytime I, he's doing... Like, you see him in a news story, he's always doing, like, the gronkiest thing possible. Like, wearing a 69 jersey and, like... Being a big oaf. And, like, dancing somewhere where he shouldn't be dancing. Gronk is fun. He seems insufferable <laughs> as a person. Well, the jerk store called. They're running out of you. I love that he just wrote down Gronk. Just that's, Gronk. That's news. What else you got? I was laughing at... I would never listen to this, but Mike Tyson has a podcast called Hot Boxing, <coughs> which is a great title. Let me explain, just I'm in case you don't get it. He used to be a boxer. Oh. And now he's like... Likes a, weed. And now he's like a professional weed smoker. Okay. <laughs> so he's hotboxing, yes. I mean, the show's probably not good, but I'm glad that it exists because that title's just really strong. I'm a fustigatum. Uh, I'm a hotboxer. Did you hear that Anthony Bourdain uh, won a creative Emmy post-mortem? Uh, which I think is great because he and the rest of the cast really killed themselves this season, making it the best it could be. Wow. <laughs> so Very cheap. <laughs> You're cheaper than normal tonight. <laughs> the cheapies are flowing, baby. Um, I also wrote down enough about Queer Eye. You're done with Queer Eye? I just, it's everywhere all of a sudden. And have I you ever like even seen an episode of it? Do you even know what they're doing? I've seen an episode or two. It's called, is it just Queer Eye now? It used to be Queer Eye for the straight guy. Did they drop that other part? I think they had to change it because they have like new guys and it's like kind of a new Are they all show. gay? I think, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a requirement is the, is to be on like the team. The, they're just gays and they're doing stuff or is there a purpose to the show? They like remake a guy who doesn't have it all together. The one I saw, it was like this redneck guy who was just a mess who was... I remember he was drinking like he was all about his Mountain Dew cocktails and oh, he had like no. a crazy name for it and they were being all wacky for him. Yeah, they just try to like rehab a guy and turn him into a, a cool like a guy. Cool guy. They put a jacket on him and say, "Oh, look what we did! Oh yeah. my goodness!" They they get him a haircut and like a couple new outfits and they're like, "He's reborn. He's totally not that asshole idiot you saw at the beginning of the episode." Musculature. <laughs> oh my. I promised friend of the show, Monty, that I would bring up uh, the new CBS uh, sitcom Bob Hart's Abishola from uh, Dudmaker Chuck Lorre, <laughs> who's... What? I know. This is real. 
Monty's actually excited about this, I think. I'm not sure. Fuck you, Monty. I'm not sure what's a bit anymore. But it stars the guy from Mike and Molly. And oh, I met him. He's a nice man. The pitch is an American falls in love with his Nigerian nurse. That sounds like a premise that could go for 14 seasons. With, um, <laughs> Am I right, fans? What is that guy's name? Like Barry Gibb or something? Yeah. No, I, I'm not going to get it. I'm not even sure what to say about this show beyond the fact that I suppose it exists. It's got that going for it. But Monty is one of the very few people who listens to this program, so anything you want to talk about will get into the news. And, uh, yeah, I hope it's good. I hope you Billy enjoy Gardell. it. Billy Gardell. Billy Boy. That's the guy. A second Kevin Spacey accuser has mysteriously died in I the midst that. of his uh, sexual assault lawsuit that's been ongoing. He's just taking them out one by one. Yeah, it appears Kevin Spacey is having people assassinated casually. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty wild. What's going on out there in the I world? I can't imagine feeling intimidated by Kevin Spacey in any capacity, but it. You know, yeah. sounds like something's going on here. Maybe if he was in character as, like, the guy from Seven, like, strolling in, covered in blood. Detectives! With his hands out. Yeah. Or, like, losing his limp, uh, fucking Kaiser Soze stuff. I hated the usual suspects. Did you? What of it? It's okay. It's a little overrated. Bad twist. It's a great twist. The twist is the whole movie. If it didn't have that, it would. I would agree that it's bad. Bad twist. No, it's like a... It's an all-timer twist. It's a home run. How about uh, Hustlers making $33 fucking million? Hustlers? Yeah. I've heard nothing but good stuff about that movie. Everyone on Earth seems to love it. I kind of want to see it. I'll see it with you, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy to me. While we're on the subject, Kendall Jenner went blonde. Ooh. Which I know is important to everybody. Mm. That's big news. We were um, were talking about Kel last week, of Keenan and Kel fame. Okay. And wondering what happened to him, and happy to report, he's on the new season of Dancing with the Stars. Oh, that's a shame. He's getting some work. That show depresses me. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. I would never touch that show. That's like Tears Below Bachelor, which I reluctantly <coughs> watch, but yeah, Dancing with the Stars is like insane. And folks, are you keeping up with the Nick Carter, Aaron Carter drama? It's getting pretty wild out there. <laughs> These are brothers who used to be famous. Now they're both not really. Now they're both only famous for like having Twitter beef, I guess. With each other? Yeah. Like Nick had to take a restraining order out on Aaron because Aaron uh, threatened his wife. Like he threatened to kill his wife. Yeah, Do you know and the her thing? unborn child. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty gritty. After we mentioned last week that he just came out. I got I can't take this. I got to shut it off. And he, he came out saying he had all different. <laughs> you turned it on. <laughs> I know. You know. Uh, he had all these mental illness issues, and you know they. I guess he was in a sober living facility, and they they drug tested him, and mm. he, he pissed positive for like weed and coke and benzos, and he's just uh, he fully relapsed on everything. Yeah. And he seems to be in a bad way. Not that I'd want to make light of that, but mm. it's it's I do get a kick out of people falling from grace but this one hits home a little bit and it's like i for me it i i don't know i mean nick carter was in the backstreet boys so he was was always much more famous than aaron aaron kind of like was a disney kid for five minutes and he had like two semi 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 hit songs and it was sort of like 
he was really only known as in his brother's shadow and i imagine that probably was a lot mentally especially coming from i imagine they had a weird hollywood family upbringing like i'm, I'm, sure. I'm inferring all of this yeah. this is based on no fact hmm. I don't know, but it, it's it's like the nightmare brother scenario. Like they're right. they're airing their their dirty laundry out in public. Like some of these tweets, Aaron Carter saying he's retweeting people saying Nick Carter is a rapist. Aaron is always and will always be the truth. It's just like, oh God, is this embarrassing? So embarrassing. <laughs> and just like, yuck. Like oh, me and my brother are having a me and my insane drug addicted brother. are having an endless back and forth on twitter.com for for all of america to see what a delight you wonder how many people are actually tuning in and then you can look at the retweets yeah. and it's probably a good amount what about the allegation in demi moore's new book that one she regrets doing threesomes with ashton kutcher when they were married and also that he pushed her to break her sobriety her 20-year sobriety oh some, some scandalous reveals coming out in this hot book i guess I don't have any more details than that. I just saw the scandalous headline and thought I'd repeat it, I guess. But uh, Why would he do that? For yeah. what, weed? Wait, what? Or for a little weed. Who did what for weed? Were they going to have a little toke? A little... little what, Ashton and Demi? Mary Jane? I mean, maybe. If they're fucking cool, they were a kid. <laughs> do you think Bruce Willis was the third in that threesome? So <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in for this. This is a thing I do. We're swingers. It's a decent Bruce uh, Willis impression. Like Thomas Middleditch. No, it's not. You don't have to. Are we going nice. to talk about Middleditch? <laughs> yeah, why not? He's swinging. We're talking that's swingers. All I know is that he's a swinger. Yeah, that's all I know. Like either. a singer. Everyone's giving him shit. I mean, it's always when someone comes out with like, obviously he's going to get shit for something like that with a headline like "Swinging Saved My Marriage," and everyone's just like, "Ooh." But good for him for being Where honest. Where did he say that? That. Some interview, I think, in Playboy, which still exists, I guess. Howard was talking about it. Ooh. Ooh. Playboy Robin. Ah, oh, yeah, He's so unsettling. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I don't know. He's not even worth talking about. When are Swing. my Silicon Valley episodes coming? I need that season five or whatever, four or whatever it is. Kid needs it. I saw they're making another new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, Fetty Alvarez is doing it. Mm-hmm. He's done some good stuff. I like Don't when he Breathe. When Don't Breathe, yeah. And then He's he the reason that you got roped into seeing, what was that movie recently? Mm, I don't know. I remember you saying it's going to be good because the guy from Don't Breathe directed it. Oh, that girl, the new girl with the dragon tattoo. Girl in a yes. spider's nest or whatever It was whatever very bad. Yeah, it was insanely boring. Girl in a enough podcast. Girl in a turkey. She can't escape. The movie escape. was awful. The beginning's kind of cool, and she's like, I'm transferring all of your money into this other account. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very icy with computers and stuff. Then she's just like... <laughs> Roaring. And the wife's just cool with it. But yeah, um, the new Texas Chainsaw, it's like, enough with Texas Chainsaw. It's not necessary. It's not even that good of a character. It's like, yeah, this guy has a chainsaw. Even cool. the original one's <laughs> not that cool. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. That's the new thing they do with all these movies. They're like, this new one, it's a sequel to the original. Like they, like they did with Halloween. They're like, we're forgetting all the other ones. This one is a sequel to the one you liked, and it's going to be good just like that one. The one that Danny McBride wrote? Yeah. That wasn't very good. It was okay. It was fine. I intentionally fell asleep during it, if it tells you how much I loved it. I'm going to get a, a, a big popcorn tonight, I just decided. He's in. But yeah, that's the new thing they're doing. Like 
They're like, forget everything else. This is the one. That's how they're trying to like get people in on these new. Yeah, shut up. Side sequel remake reboot. People, side cars. Th- th- they're just gonna keep churning out remakes forever. We can complain about it every week, and no one's gonna, you know. Harvey Weinstein's not going to listen to us and fix everything <laughs> like he always used to do. Yeah, he used to be. Speaking a of Harvey, um, ironically enough, in, I just read an article about Brad Pitt confronting him at the Broadway opening of Hamlet oh. in Gwyneth Paltrow's defense. Mm. I guess he said, if you ever make her feel uncomfortable again, I'll kill you. And I guess mm. the funny part is that about that is that Brad was planning to kill him 14 years down the road mm. with getting Harvey to sit in on the premiere of Ad Astra and hoping that it would bore him to death. Ah, uh, the long con. Very yes. much so. Yes, yes. You've got to appreciate the planning on that, though. <laughs> I mean, he was thinking. He's playing yeah. the long game. What did you think? You're still, you still want to see Ad Astra, huh? I do. Friend of the show, Cod, saw it and walked out. He said it was crushingly boring. Which, uh... From the director of We Own the Night. Yes. <laughs> that unforgettable classic. Yeah, I, there's nothing in me that would see Ad Astra in the theaters. I would, I'd consider it on HBO. I have a feeling like I'm going to like it. You I probably just, will, I you got, sick fuck. I got one of those feelings about oh, it. Oh, it was great. Um, the space stuff was very poignant and also powerful. Um, or yes. And some more news. I actually got... I was the victim of some fake news earlier this week. Oh. And it really bummed me out. I saw someone retweeted this thing about Paul Blart 3 getting greenlit. <laughs> it was like, official, Kevin James signs on to do Paul B- Paul Blart Mall, Club, uh, Mall Cop 3 hardline. And like it looked official in, in the tweet, and I was like, oh, baby, it's Blart 3 you time. You were psyched, huh? I was like... I'm glad you didn't tell me and get me all excited. Yeah, I was joke psyched, you know. I just wanted to exist. I don't even need to watch it, but... Yeah. Fake news, it's everywhere. It's not just politics it infects me and gets me excited about kevin james vehicles that aren't real it's crazy out there and uh i think that's all i had for news shane gillis yes friend of the show i wouldn't go that far (laughs) was fully canceled pretty much he Um, was he was hired and fired hired and fired from snl in the same week and now Mm. he's getting all of his like stand-up comedy gigs canceled this is the guy we mentioned it last week he's a he's a comedian he made he went on he had a podcast of his own where he made some racist comments against i believe asian people indian people and jews maybe he, yeah something like that probably either way he did like an awful asian impression and it was it just none of it landed and the funny part is um I don't like the whole, like, everyone's just so into, like, canceling people. Like, no one had even ever heard of this guy until the other day, and everyone just, like, becomes, like, a detective and starts, like, listening to his podcast to find anything and everything that can be used against him to, like... Everyone's just such a... That's what Rob Schneider, actually... Rob Schneider, funny enough that he's sort of a, a cartoon of a person, but, like, he actually had some pretty astute points. He said... He wrote a, like a tweet to Shane Gillis. He said, as a former SNL cast member, I'm sorry that you had the misfortune of being a cast member during this era of cultural unforgiveness, unforgiveness where comedic misfires are subject to the intolerable inquisition of those who never risk bombing on stage themselves. I think a suspension would be appropriate for someone who is part of an organization that says something terrible in a podcast from a year earlier. An mm. honest, sincere apology and also accepting it seems appropriate as well. Destroying someone does not. Last thought on this, there's a difference between exposing truths through free speech 
and just being ugly. It's not okay to say racist things under the guise of comedy. Just because you have a mic in your hand doesn't make the racist things you say any less racist. And I agreed with all of that completely. Rob Schneider. Is this stapler? <laughs> Whoa. So, I mean, it's true. Like, we, we're in an age where... Like, if, if... The way I look at it is this. If the PC police and the internet and everybody digging up everything anybody's ever said that's not great mm. existed in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, every single person that we love wouldn't be a thing. Yeah. They would have shot down Eddie Murphy. They would have shot down Chris Rock. They would have shot down... I mean, the obvious ones like Dice and those guys would be killed immediately. But like, yeah. he got away with yeah. being the way that. He and was. not even just then. Like, even still now, like everyone has said things that like suck. And like, if it happened to <clears throat> be recorded, like you'd get got, you'd be caught. Like the whole deal. It's just people love to. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's just well, it's weird. Everybody's that, trying to shoot everybody down and get everybody else. It's. I'm not really sure what the fascination is. Like I don't even know who found this podcast. He's it, the thing about it is, is he's at fault for making it. Yes. Yeah. Like no, the guy who started it. He like he's done this with other people before. It's this guy Seth Simons who like tweeted out this clip. It's like he had it ready to go. Like they announced uh, Shane Gillis got hired at SNL, and then this guy like posted this tweet that was a video of him saying all this stuff. Like a couple hours later. It's just like what was his agenda with Shane? Yeah, just to just you know, to get everybody all no worked up, just to you know. Thanks, uh, Simon. Whatever your name is. Yeah, and he's like a weird failed comedy guy. Like the thing got like countless retweets and likes because everyone was all on board with it. But then under it, he's like like people do with their SoundClouds. Like check out my SoundCloud. He's like check out my comedy poetry. It's like, it's like oh you're just like a weird like loser who's just like jealous trying to get everyone else canceled so you can maybe like slink your way in i don't know i'm not defending what he said but it's just it's a whole thing everything's just cooked but moving along moving along the uh the emmys are sunday we'll probably talk about that on next week's program the uh, we're of course are not, they really? We're not. What's does the Creative Arts Emmys already happen? And then the regular Emmys are. Yes, exactly that. Yes, hello. Explain it to me. They do that like a week before, and then they do them. We're nominated for best podcast at the Emmys, so pull for us, folks. And you want to talk about what's coming out this weekend for a hot minute? We got some big releases. Downton Abbey's coming out. I know you're excited about seeing that. The new Rambo, as we mentioned, Last Dud, uh, Ad Astra came out, and uh, also Villains, which we're seeing later tonight, which uh, isn't getting that big of a release. This is like a cool indie that we're uh, seeing in the cool Boston Indie Theater. It'll be dope. But uh, yeah, do you want to get into our reviews? That's all I got for news. Yeah, news-wise, I think we covered it. I think we did it. Also, there's a video online of a dog in a Chucky costume. It's really fun. Uh, I recommend seeking it out, friends. I'll put it on my Instagram again. You mentioned on last week's show that there's a new season of John Favreau's The Chef Show. And you're totally right. Did I? 
I watched one episode because Seth Rogen was on. I'm out. <laughs> what is, I'll watch anything that he's on. What a show. But uh, they were making chicken. I only watched like 10 minutes of it. It's just like a weird food show. But Seth had a great bit. Like halfway through, he's like, we're not telling people how to make this or like how many how much ingredients to use like why are we even what are we doing here <laughs> and john favreau was like yeah yeah we're just we're making chicken <laughs> like they basically admitted they're just like having fun and it's a worthless tv show to watch and i agreed the uh i mean john favreau he's no guy fieri personality wise he can't really carry a yeah, show just because he's hefty and has a presence that they're going to give him a show and yeah. have him making food for everybody. It was such a good point. I'm surprised they left it in the show. I was like, wow, they really just like debunked themselves. Like this show shouldn't exist. There's a lot of these nothing concept shows. Yeah, and speaking of shows like that, that show Hot Ones is back. That show where people they get big guests to like eat wings, and the interviewer oh. actually has good questions. It's good. You'd like it Come if you on, watched man. it. The first ep- the new episode was Shia LaBeouf. It was a great one. He told some like gritty stories about. I do uh, love Shia. Yeah, exactly. You'd love it. Give me all you got, Shia. It's um, he has like this crying bit. The host has great questions though. It's uh, folks, if you've never heard of it, it's called Hot Ones. You can watch them all on YouTube. There's uh, I guarantee there's a bunch with people you like. There's been like ten seasons of it. It's a whole thing. It's just celebrities eating wings. Yeah, well, they eat. I've, I've actually seen. They some eat of it. increasingly I, I hotter wings, and he he asks them questions, and like, it kind of works in a way like it breaks them down because like they're sweating and losing their mind from the hot wings, and they like say stuff. That wouldn't work for me at all. Uh, spicy food like that really doesn't sit well with the kid. Yeah, yeah. Most people like lose it. It's a whole thing. Do we want to get into uh, our featured review of the week? Marwin. Marwin. Welcome to Marwin. We're pardoning a turkey. Uh, the pardon a turkey segment is here. The fans have been waiting patiently. Take a stand together. I mean, this is the beautiful story of a vet who's a bit of a loser, but he's got a heart of gold. I'm, I'm pardoning this turkey. He's terrific. Is there... Is there <laughs> you doing that? He gets it. I, I'm in. But yeah, let's get into it. The Mar when, the Mar why, the Mar who, Mar why was this made? Um, <laughs> basically, um, the first thing I wrote down is why does Merritt Weaver keep getting work? She pops up in a lot of she stuff. She really does. She did 80 episodes of Nurse Jackie and then just like ate her way through Hollywood. She had like a two season run on The Walking Dead, which ended with her getting shot in the face with an arrow, I believe. Which she should probably have had happen to her and Marwin as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm yeah. imagining my latter years in life sort of like like <laughs> Steve Carell's in Welcome to Marwin. Kind yeah. of just, you know, I'm a shut-in who has a lot of toys and a whole bunch of PTSD to deal with. And yeah. it's I'm not dealing with it in the most professional way. You're watching pornography on VHS and seeing visions of Nazis in the porn mm-hmm. while, while playing with your dolls. Just bopping around. But yeah, for people who didn't see this, this is the Steve Carell movie where it's based on a true story. This war vet who, you know, he's trying to work up the courage to ask out this girl. And he has like this whole universe that he lives in where he can deal with the pain. And it's him like as a toy with all these side toys that are based on the people he was in the war with. And it's a really insane movie that 
It's from Robert Zemeckis. It probably wouldn't have gotten made if he didn't decide he wanted to make it. He's a, a director of note. He did Back to the Future. Forrest Gump. Castaway. Other classics. But yeah, it's the most insane movie ever made. It's like kids' toys doing very adult things. It's very puzzling. Like, if a kid was to turn this movie on, he'd be like, whoa, this is cool for a second, and then be like... Is it rated R? And then be like, what the fuck is this? Is it rated R? I don't know. I don't know what rating it deserves. I That's, feel like it's a gritty PG-13. Yeah, I think it's a PG-13, because it's a little graphic when they have the scene of uh, Corel getting beaten up, and yeah. there's like the element of Corel is sort of trans, in that he's walking around with the heels yeah, he on. Wears, he wears heels a lot. Yeah, there's a whole heels, heels thing. I don't but, know why they felt... Was that the real guy? But it's weird. Yeah, it must have been. It must but, have been, because why would they force that in? Yeah, they don't go into it beyond the fact that he's wearing heels. They basically just say, yeah, he's got heels on. He's, yeah. You know, he doesn't identify as anybody. This movie, it's basically like a Michael Scarn movie. Like, his office character. Boom, Michael Schoon. Yeah. It's like a movie that that character would cook up and be like, isn't this awesome? The, yeah, I didn't like it that much. Um, Steve Carell has this awful necklace on throughout the entire movie. And it started to frustrate me towards the end. I was thinking, is he just going to be all scared of everything for forever? Like, this isn't a way to live. Yeah. He's got 287 <laughs> pairs of women's high heels in his closet, and that's not even a made-up number. That's the actual number. I wrote down, what the hell is this thing with the heels? Like, I needed more clarity on that. I needed yeah. to understand the purpose. Yeah, I didn't get it either. It was very tacked on. They should have, like, got rid of it or gone more into it. That scene you know, of at the end with Corell just sauntering triumphantly down the road wearing high heels. Yeah, the last shot of this movie is Steve Carell, yeah, <laughs> defiantly walking down the street. And I mean, it's heels. not even a spoilable movie because it's just stupid and yeah, not a lot really happens that matters. The, the funniest thing about it is you can tell they spent a fortune. Oh yeah, on this it. movie cost a ton of money. Like it was probably in post production for yeah. at least eighteen months, like, if not two years. It looks great. And, like, all the effects, like, it looks, like, too good. It's like, oh, this is, like, a shame. All these people spent, like, yeah. years in the animation studio making this look all... <laughs> it's as if Kevin Connolly called up Steven Spielberg and had him f put on the finishing touches of God to, to Gotti. Yeah. Okay, can you just clean this up and post? Exactly. But, I mean, it's not, like, the biggest piece of shit ever. I will say it's interestingly awful. Like, some movies suck and you just want to turn it off. This movie... I'm staring at the screen with, like, stars in my eyes going, wow, this sucks. It's like, it's a special turkey. That's why I'm pardoning it. Me and Trump, he's here too. Terrific. The wall, build the wall. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the sequels. The uh, Oof, That's happening, I bet, isn't it? No, this was a huge bomb, <laughs> and they'll never make anything Thank to God. do with it ever again. You never know, though. Sometimes it's like, well, we'll put a new guy in it, and we're yes. going to retool it. <laughs> Take another pass at this. It's such a good story. Yeah. yeah that's, it, this is on HBO Go. HBO if, Go. If you guys are curious. HBO. About and, how... Uh, you know, I recommend just going straight to iTunes and buying it for fourteen <laughs> ninety nine, guys. you got to get in there. Yeah. Really send them... They need the money. They, they got to pay Steve Crow. He got a big piece of the back end, and he's taking a bath on this. He's going to have to open up another general store. Yes. <laughs> Um, can we talk about Undone? We can. I'd love that to. that fucking ruled. Yes. Did you finish it? I did. Me too. Did you I, do it in one day? No, Pussy. but I, I watched... <laughs> the, 
you calling me a pussy for not watching hours of television <laughs> in a sitting i like it i'd new rather bit, be called a bit i'd rather be called a pussy for that than for you know i do the, any the of the traditional sense yes yes he gets it but yeah this is the new a new show on amazon prime uh an amazon original ank thanks again for that login he's a he's got me on his prime now but what so, was the deal? So the free you gotta trial. Do that, kid. that fun voice that you hate doing so much. And I you got to do it a couple more times. All five for me. No doubt. We'll get to that. Some other show. I, I'm blackmailing him into <laughs> yeah. using my Amazon yes. because I'm 36 years old and I'm really mature. Folks, I can be bought. Okay. Um, you heard it here first. But yeah, let me. I, sum- yeah, go ahead. Read the summary because it's a weird show and people should know how to what to expect. I guess this show is done with rotoscoping, which. Uh, People probably don't know what this is. This is a technique. They film a movie like with cameras properly, like with people, cameras, the whole deal, and then they draw over the film in post and like turn it into animation. They do it frame by frame. Yeah. And it sort of makes the animation look much more realistic. It looks so cool. Like movies like A Scanner Darkly and Waking Life do it. There not, used to be not an actual stuff. device called a rotoscope that did it. And oh. now computers have replaced it. I'm reading this. That's interesting. I didn't know that. But yeah, like I can only think of Scanner Darkly, and then I think there's a couple commercials. Yeah, Richard Linklater did it, and now With they should Keanu do it more Reeves. often. Like it's a very cool, unique look that could turn like a dud into something that pops. I guess a guy invented it in 1915, Max Fleischer. Hmm, I like it. I didn't realize it was around that long. Good work, Max. But yeah, this is a show about a girl. It starts with like a crazy car accident, and then she's in a coma and wakes up, and she's seeing stuff, including her dead father who wants her help solving his murder. And uh, this isn't spoilers. This happens like at the beginning. This sets off the show. But uh, it's great. This is a spoilable show, though, so we gotta be careful. Yeah. Yeah. The main girl, Rosa Salazar, is very good. I like her. She's pretty. Yeah, they, they like hide her and everything. She's in this rotoscope. She was in Alita, and they turned her into like a, they did like an the anime character. Face, yeah. It's like, show what she, she actually looks, looks like. She's a Give babe. Give us the real face. Yeah. I like David Diggs getting that work. He was um, good. He's good. He's from, um, what was that movie that I recommended to you where the guy is the gun, and it's like an urban thing, and he's got dreadlocks. Blind spotting. There it is. I yeah. knew you'd get it. Which I was going to look it up, but I knew you'd get it. You didn't like it, did I, you? I didn't care for that oh, film. That's a shame. Yeah. I thought it was very good. Mm. Um, I feel like Bob Odenkirk is kind of Saul in everything. Mm. Nah, at this point. just I just feel like that role itself has been so beaten into my head. Yeah. Especially like with El Camino coming out, which I didn't realize was October 10th, not to like oh, yeah. go off subject, but we got to see it in the theaters. I'm down. But yeah, um, I, I love. Do you agree Odin with Kirk. that? I love him too. That doesn't mean I don't. I don't. But it's I just, probably. I know what you're saying. You've just seen him as that character for yeah, so long, and now it's hard for me to separate. Which is typecasting at its finest. Yeah, I'm a big fan of him and everything. I've loved him since Mr. Show, which started when we were like ten years old. It That's breaks like, <laughs> and it bribles crime. Folks, watch Super Pan, a Mr. Show sketch. It's on YouTube. It's the funniest sketch I've ever seen in anything. It's a masterpiece. But yeah, he's on the show. I think he's good. But the your girl Jean Triplehorn also on this program. I was happy to see her getting some work. friend of the show. Yes. The this show it really got me off my phone. I must say, I put the phone down and was actually watching it. This show like properly because it's very beautiful to look at with the rotoscoping, what have you. Who was Jean Triplehorn? I don't even remember. 
She was uh, she looks old, the mother or something. Right. Yeah. And she's older, yeah. and that rotoscoping <laughs> just threw me off. Yeah. The, the rotoscoping adds I'm some I'm noticing years. David Diggs, but not tri- Gene Triplehorn. David! But yeah, there's a... Uh, Scotty Waterworks made an appearance watching the show. You cried. I cried. Like, About what? <laughs> Holy shit. There was a uh, there was a nice romantic montage with an emotional Come song on, in the background. Got a couple tears out of me. Got me. With the Indian guy? With her, yeah, her and her boyfriend. Sure. There's an interesting... This is kind of spoilers, like but not really, because it happens in the first episode. Like She breaks up with her boyfriend, then she goes into the coma, and when she gets out, she forgets that she broke up with her boyfriend. So she just like goes back to him, and he's I thought that was interesting. And he's like, "Uh, okay, yeah." I thought that was really cool, and they explore it in a very interesting way throughout the rest of the season. But uh, yeah, I really liked it. It was only eight episodes, and even though I liked it a lot, I thought if they trimmed it down to maybe six episodes, it would have been stronger. Oh, you thought it was too long? Interesting. I thought they could have trimmed a little bit out. If, See, it, was, I, I, if it was a little tighter, it would have been. A home run. Where did you think it slacked a little bit, I guess? Towards the end, I would say it maybe lost me a smidge. Although I thought the I actual... Don't know. I was hanging on by a thread. Like I really needed to know what was going to happen, so I guess I didn't see that. I thought the very end was cool. Like, yeah. the final moment. It has a very indie ending where, like, you're not really sure what happened. It pissed me off a little bit, to be honest, the end. Because I was sort of like, well, okay, well, what happened? It's, it's the ultimate indie ending. Without saying what happens, it's like... It's just ambiguity... Yeah, like, it's not even... I guess you could say it's a spoilable show, but it really isn't, because, like, I have... I still don't know what fucking... I was watching half the, for half of it. What happened? It's I, very good, though. I really um, loved it. It's on e- Amazon Prime. Hit me up if you need the login. Just one more thing. Just I, kidding. I really loved... Yeah, I loved it, even though it involves one of my least favorite things, time travel. It's a time travel show, and... Yeah, they do it in a way that's all right, though. Yeah, it's not, like, it didn't too... bother me. Yeah. It was kind of key. But yeah, that's undone on Amazon Prime. Hit Anchor for his login. Whole deal. Never. I I watched Weekend at Bernie's the other day. Just in time. Yeah. <laughs> Just in time. I'd somehow never seen this film. It's okay. Over the years. And, uh, Jonathan Silverman, did he show up at your house to thank you in person <laughs> he showed up asking for his residuals oh god thank you he's like i saw you just pop this on on hulu you owe me 31 cents and i obliged i gave him his money because he earned it but yeah this movie was funny it was kind of like a madcap romp oh i must say you out on madcap romps that's what it is but uh what is it him and the guy from less than zero who doesn't exist anymore and yeah they're just rolling around southern florida well, a couple of dullards oh, it's, whoops. it's grittier than i thought it would be the movie starts like bernie is planning to kill them the two lead guys because they know about some business deal that they shouldn't have well, bernie was gonna kill them yeah so that's they do that so you don't care when bernie dies i think and then right while he's about to kill them but then someone else kills him because he's involved in all sorts of shadiness gotcha. And, like, then they show up and Bernie's dead, but they need him to be alive to finish this deal. And it's, like, a, it's very ridiculous and all over the place. But the the guy who plays Bernie gave a great performance as a corpse, I must say. Like, the, was, was it him the whole time? They got they must have used a dummy, man. I don't think so. Cause I think it was him. Most of the time, it's the joke is, like, the fact that they're lugging him around. <laughs> and you can tell that it's, like, an actual guy. And uh, There's some weight to him. 
Yeah, exactly. And there's a bunch of good bits like Jonathan Silverman's trying to pick up this babe the whole time. Whoa. And like he's talking to her on the beach and they forgot where Bernie was, so he's like all frantic and but still trying to be a cool guy and then Bernie washes up on the beach like behind them <laughs> and he's just like and he has to like get her out of there like That's funny. <laughs> it's got some good stuff. I was really Where is it? Is it on Amazon? It's on one of the something. Hulu or whatever. I think yeah. I own it on DVD to be honest. I got to watch that sequel. I, I I'm curious how how they uh, justify doing it again. You know how Bernie hasn't uh, you know rotted because he's dead. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> they just had him on ice. Yeah. I I want to see what they cobbled together. Uh, Bernie, get in here to make that make sense. We can do. But yeah, inspired physical comedy. Check it out, folks. Yeah, it's a good one. It's funny. How long is this weekend anyway? <laughs> He's dead, you morons. <laughs> we watched. No uh, one's gonna get that. The the right people will. The diehards. We watched the Alec Baldwin roast. Do you want to talk about that for? A I minute? didn't watch it actually. Oh, you didn't? I did not. But go ahead. I mean, I know who was on it. I know the. I mean, there's not much to even. I heard say. his was, daughter got up there. She did. How'd that go? She had some good jokes actually. Is she funny? Yeah. Is she, she a babe? She's cute. She's got some stuff. She's not the rude little pig that Alec would have you believe she is. She's rude little pig? She's, she she obviously brought that up. Yeah. Everyone that brought go? that up. People hit that stuff too much. It's like enough. Like, oh, you were he called your daughter his, once ten he, years ago. Yeah, like he called his daughter a rude pig. Yeah, whatever. I'm sure every parent has said something equally, if not more, horrifying to their children not at some point. Not my parents ever. Okay, ever, dope, mom, dope, dad. good. Mine neither. I don't wish you were yes. dead, dad. <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, it was like any other roast. It was... It was good. Jeff Ross was really good. He's always the he's best. always funny. Yeah, he can. But it, it's all he's got is the roasts. Like you watch him do his regular stand up, it's crickets. Caitlyn Jenner was there, and uh, yeah, baby, <laughs> yeah, baby. Yours is better. <laughs> he's in. Nikki Glaser had a great joke. That was, I think uh, she's very funny. Actually, oh, I love her. She's the best. But she Scott, had a line. Scotty's got a crush. I'm smitten. She's fun, but she had a line. Scotty Alec crush. Baldwin. Alec Baldwin's podcast is named "Here's the Thing," which is how he introduced me to Caitlyn Jenner backstage. <laughs> it's gold. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was a fun roast. I'm sure people have seen it. If not, it'll be on demand forever. Yeah, it's gonna be everywhere. Comedy Central will be pumping that up and down. Yes. I also watched Between Two Ferns, the movie, which just came out today. How was that? Scotty got it in immediately. It was funny. I saw you roaring into that instantaneously. I think it's in my queue. It's got some laughs. It was it's written, got its moments. It was written and directed by Scott Ackerman, who I'm a big fan of. He's funny. He, is he comedy bang bang? He is. Yeah. He's like... He's, he's very funny. He's like a comedy podcast legend at this point. Yep. He's he an upright citizens brigade guy. I Maybe I think he was like around even before that. He wrote for Mister Show and stuff back in the day. But this movie's funny. You know, it's the Zach Galifianakis thing where he's interviewing celebrities, like being an asshole, but they're in on the joke and everyone's having fun. Yeah, he's not a UCB guy. The funniest part. Oh, he was Mister Show. He was nominated for an Emmy. Oh yeah. So yes, he's done a bunch of good stuff. But Galifianakis, the funniest part of the movie is the interviews. They do a bunch of good ones like Matthew McConaughey's in there, Keanu's in there, Letterman, some other ones. The uh, Rudd. Rudd had a line that was like one of the best lines I've heard in like a year. I'm not going to spoil it. I shit on Rudd a lot, but he's funny. 
And like this was an improv movie. He's definitely so, funny. Yeah, I, I take my hat off to him. He's got chops. Yeah. And it's one of those things where he makes a lot of terrible choices, and I'm I'm sure Zach touches on that. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he bits everybody, and he, he's a great sport. He seems like a Rudd, just a yeah, great guy. he's a stand-up guy. Yeah, but yeah, it's funny. the The movie parts aren't as strong as the interview parts. Like it has a whole story with him on the road that's kind of like whatever. But good laughs. I recommend watching it. Uh, yeah, I'm sold. Between Two Ferns, the movie, now on Netflix. And also the outtakes at the end. Over the end credits, they show, like, all the interview outtakes, which is something they should do in movies again. Like, bloopers and outtakes over the credits. Love that stuff. Yeah, I enjoy a blooper. And this... the Who ones doesn't in, like a blooper? Exactly. Like, give me... <laughs> spruce up those credits. You'll get me to watch the credits. A blooper is never not going to be funny, and they want you to watch the credits. Yeah. It was, uh... You watched me watch them. It was great. It was actually like legitimately the best part of the movie. All the the bloopies at the end. But uh, I think that's all I watched for the most part. This calendar week. Do you have any shuts and or lullabies? I got one. Yeah, I shut off the premiere of season three of Room One Hundred Four. Wow, we didn't from like the it. The Duplass Brothers, which is terrible because I tore through every episode of the previous seasons. It's. I get it though. It's it was too weird, man. And I had to have you explain to me what was going on, and that was just kind of classic. a bummer to me. Exactly, like oh boy, hoops, tell me what's happening, Mister Question Man. Yeah. But yeah, the I think I explained this before. Room One Hundred Four. It's like the Twilight Zone. Every episode's like a whole new thing, so you're gonna have some duds. And it was kind of a, a slow premiere episode, but it kind of picked up. A bit I watched the, the second end. one, yeah. but I definitely <laughs> shut the first one, yeah. and don't see myself going back. That's the best part about it. You know, like normal shows, it's like, oh, I don't like this. I'll never watch it again. This one, it's like, oh, I'll try next week when it's a whole new thing and maybe it'll be significantly doper. Right. Like, had this been an episodic show, yeah. I My- would be very frustrated right now because I'd already be assuming that the entire rest of the season was going to be Dudsy and yeah. it won't be. They'll probably have someone. They have all, do they direct all of it? No. I didn't think so. They, um,. Although Mark Dupless writes most of them. I don't think he wrote the premiere, but yes, yes, yes. My shot of the week is Hunter Killer. This is a turkey I will not pardon. This is the submarine movie starring Gerard Butler and Gary Oldman. And this movie confirms my choice to put submarine movies in the obituaries where they'll remain forever. They're going to keep making them. I don't think we can stop that. It's just the most boring... It's just guys like... We've done this in, already, in but a crowded it's, it's thing, back. just looking at stuff. You're in the obits again, baby. Submarine movies. Yeah, sorry, baby. Sorry again, Big Ank. We gotta kill them. They're so, so boring. Yeah. Just guys like, are we gonna shoot the missile or not? That's the, that's the whole movie. Like, are we or are we not going to shoot this the missile? The only movie with a missile that I give a shit about is The Rock. Yes. Yes. Good speed. You're the rocket man. But wrong character. I just want to say Common is in this movie, and Oof. I want to say he's the most boring actor who has ever been in anything. Him just sort of talking, talk acting through yes. everything. Like, hey, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> I was just going to do him hey, in every man. movie. He's like, hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm the guy. I'm the guy who talks like this, and I'm just kind of here to like be the side guy. What about like if Common and Mark Wahlberg did a movie together? <laughs> I mean, I think that would be really dope. I think we'd really pop on hey, screen you know, together. I don't really Mark. get along with minorities, so you know there's going to be a problem. I'm ac- I actually can't believe we haven't worked together before. Was I in Four Brothers or was I not? 
I was I, I about wasn't. 16 blocks, but that's oh, wait, most that was death. Andre 3000. He's dope. Fuck. But at Common, it's just like, ugh. He, he ruins movies. He's just uh, yeah, he's terrible. Yeah, he's not very good. He's not a good rapper. What's that movie that actor? he did with a uh, friend of the show, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, where he's her boyfriend? Oh, yeah, that one where she's like a stand-up comedian yes. or a rock star. Or I something? liked it, but because was it was right. common, I actually talked about it on the show like six months ago. Yeah, because it was common, it made it kind of boring. Yeah, had it been anybody else, it might have been better. I agree. Common, you're canceled. Get I, out of here. You're I also no shut off deal. new Netflix show, Unbelievable, with Tony Collette. And Unbe- that I find very believable. I must shutting say. it. Yeah, yes, it sucked. And it's about a woman who is sexually assaulted, and then everyone thinks she's lying. And I get. I'm assuming that the point of it is that she wasn't lying, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I actually I watched the first episode too, and it was just yeah, it was like exhausting, just going on and on with. Her literally, like, there were three scenes of her explaining what happened to different guys, and I get that that's part of the show. It's You're supposed to get how ridiculous it is that she has to do this, but it's not like a, an entertaining show to watch. I, I couldn't get into it. I didn't even get to see Tony Collette and What's-Her-Face. I didn't get to those characters' reveal. But people seem to like it. If you're in the mood for something intense that deals with a very serious subject matter, check out Unbelievable on Netflix. Hank is off mic. Wait, he's coming back. He's back. We're back. Um, any other reviews? Um, that's basically all I had. I'm in like the middle of a couple things that I'm going to save for next week. Oh. Because I, I don't want to give an opinion on something I haven't finished yet. That would be improper, I feel. Do you agree? Sure. Wow, he's in. The um, Mind if I take a bathroom break before we yeah, bachelor out or whatever we're doing? He's in. I know that you <laughs> cannot wait. Yeah, just do the bachelor out while I'm Would you like me to just fine. start the bachelor off without you? I can do that. Oh, I can do that. She's gonna miss the song though. What a dumb song. Um So this was the finale. A lot of stuff going on. Big week. Um, I wrote down I fucking hate Clay and I'll stand by that statement he's a dullard I don't even feel like doing this segment that's the big pause I really don't this is a show that it's sort of fun to talk about sometimes but eventually, it it's just sort of, I'm losing <laughs> wow. like, all desire for this show to exist. <laughs> Sounds like this segment is heating up. It's roaring. I, so they revealed that Pilot Pete's going to be the fucking Bachelor. Yes. I wrote that down. Dylan and Hannah are basically like high school children. I wrote that down. Just in case you didn't mention, this is the final, this is the finale. 
of Bachelor in Paradise. People are doubling down, saying they're in love, and like proposing or calling it quits. Big episode. Nicole going home was so, so satisfying. Her in tears in the car after she professed her love for Clay, and he's just soaked with sweat. That was the funniest thing. That was really funny, because he was so not into it. I left. She went on and on and on about how much she loves him for, like, legitimately a minute and a half of, like, TV time. And then she asks him if... She asks him, do you love me? And he pauses for, like, half a second and then goes, I'm just not there yet. <laughs> that, that made me laugh But, like, loud. in that dumb, like, oh, I'm not there yet. Yeah, I'm just not there yet. It's like... <laughs> We're at the end of this stupid show. Like, <laughs> it was just such a weak excuse. It made me laugh too. That like, I guarantee women everywhere were like, "He's such an asshole," and we're mad at Clay. But like, like acting as if it's not unrealistic to mm. get engaged to a stranger. Yeah. Like, just like, how much disbelief are you suspending here? That you're acting like that this show makes sense. That the premise of this. Yeah. The way that they're all meeting each other. Yeah, it's insane. Like, and then fucking milk toast Chris is engaged to Victoria's secret assistant manager Katie. Mm. Like that's just like what they both felt like to me, just yeah. like a couple of zeros. And then he just walks off at the end. It's like, are they together? Are they not together? And I actually felt like I Blake is, I think, made for the shows like this. Just bat. He's the type of guy who's going to be in Bachelor Nation for forever. Like they had the whole. I don't know who Blake is, but, <laughs> but I believe you. Uh, no, it's he released all those text messages with Kaylin of like them talking and like planning a sexual rendezvous and just like mm. humiliated her. Yes, yes. And he's acting like he can say two or three things and make it all go away in five seconds. And I don't know. Yeah, I was laughing at the idea. Yeah, like. The couples that survive, when people ask them, how'd you guys meet? They can say, just watch uh, season seven of Bachelorette in Paradise, and you can see every embarrassing second of it. It's very ridiculous. Uh, my girl Demi was wearing glasses this episode. Still a babe, even in glasses. Her and her uh, lesbian lover got engaged. That was, uh, that was the only one I was nervous about. I thought one of them was going to bail. And uh, they powered through. You needed that to happen, huh? I mean, not really. I didn't. <laughs> I was just like, whatever. Uh, about all of it. But, I mean, good for them, yeah, I, I guess. I'm, I want to apologize publicly for making you sit through all that, because it really is the stupidest goddamn wow. show I've ever seen. I'm glad that... <laughs> love, you, love you, bud. I'll try never to make you watch something <laughs> like that again. I know. This is... Uh, you made it through, what was it like? literally six months of this shit yes because we did the bachelor first or the bachelorette and it bled immediately into this with no break i mean i appreciate that i'm, I'm only worried about the fans i just want to entertain the fans i thought it would be funnier than it was yeah. and whenever anybody talks about the show and how great it is no one ever says that bachelor segment oh my yeah was that a hoot yeah like those it's just not the best yeah <laughs> like watching people go through those situations like it just it got old and just and also the second half of this was like a big the in-studio segment which is always the most boring that chris harrison is just the most lifeless host i've yeah, ever seen on dollar. anything the things he said like were making me cringe he called demi the queer queen we all needed and then he got like a, a big crowd pop i almost threw up Ugh. but yeah the, everyone gets engaged pete the pilots the next one we'll see you out there but we won't be talking about it on this program. 
we're announcing our retirement from watching The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and The Bachelor and Bachelorette in Paradise and wherever else they might find themselves in future programs. <clears throat> Bachelorette in Hell. You're in the you're in the obits. You're dead and in hell. You want to do 90 oh. seconds of The Departed and get out of here? I'm That seems dope. Falling asleep. Kid. Well, we we've, we've been running here. We've been on for a while, too. How you doing? I could I had the other guy with me. I couldn't. All right, it's a blue sedan and then a white van. It's fucked up with graffiti on the side and the van is the audio surveillance. All right. All right, have a nice day. Out of here. Colin. Bye-bye. Come on, I can't do anymore. I cannot please. hold off. And please don't let me go back in here. Oh, wow. Please don't do this. I don't want to help you. It's a big scene. Next Friday, I'll give you the money. This is Friday, Babu. How many times I gotta tell you? Keep on calling me Babu. Is sing, motherfucker. I'm trying to you, help you. you those guys in the party just got canceled yeah, for being you racist. Know my fucking name. You want me to catch a beating? I'm gonna catch a beating if I go back again like last week. See this guy. You see this guy? This guy don't want you to have the money because he wants to come back there and squash your head. And I don't want to see that happen. I have one customer sitting here. What I'm going to do? Business is bad? You opened up a store in an Irish neighborhood. These are dirty, dirty people. Don't you know that? Sell potatoes. Dirty, dirty people. Excuse me, gentlemen. What I'm saying? Hey, you fellas come from Providence? Oh, here we go. Luckily, there's still about 25 seconds left for us to catch this. Oh, look out. Leo's beating up the Italian guys. The master will clean it up. Master. The Scotty shot. It's my favorite shot. Tilt? Yeah. <laughs> you love that camera tilt. I do. Guilty. And that's 90. I bet Scorsese wanted to use Gimme Shelter in that scene, too. Just and then shoehorn it in <laughs> three more times throughout right. the movie. He had to be talked out of it, I'm sure. Uh, I only have plugs this week at Ankner at Instagram, and you could email the show and after the podcast at gmail.com. That's my biggest thing. Yes. What about you? Uh, subscribe, follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud, rate and review us. Um, we're brought to you in part by Benefix. Check them out at benefix.us. Check out at Night Promoting on Twitter. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Skipsies, and follow me if you would like to. Folks, that's enough. Until next time, please have a good one. And also, thank you for listening, buddy. Thank you. I gotta go, but thank you. Have a good one.